Ladies and gentlemen, emergency, emergency. Everybody get your abs out. There is important Game of Thrones news or Westeros news or House of the Dragon or just George R.R. Martin's Song of Ice and Fire world news. You know, the one that we love. Although some people like to tweet me and tell me how they don't love it anymore. And I'm sorry you don't, but I still do. And just shut up, everyone. Just shut up. There is important news. This is a podcast called Raven On. And it was started because we podcasted about Game of Thrones and it was pun based on the fact that we're raving, you know, like talking a lot, but also because in Game of Thrones they use ravens as messengers. Anyway, I'm here and with me as always in this podcasting adventure and thrill ride is a man who just knows he wants to see more adventures featuring Tormund's giant Spain beyond the world. <laughs> it's Stuart Late. Hello, Natalie. Hello, everyone. Yes, I was going to say, this is, everyone's talking about how this is like a Jon Snow uh, thing. I'm like, no, no, no. This is more Tormund, baby. We're bringing more Tormund back. <laughs> they cannot do a Jon Snow sequel oh. series and not bring Tormund back. It, that is the most important signature up to and including Kit Harrington's. Yes. Like, I'm sorry, if, you've got to get Christopher Hitchu in, involved somehow. If not the main character, he must be the equal or slightly secondary main character. You know, it's just, well, anyway, it what are we he's talking the, about? He's the, he's the gruff, <laughs> gruff uh, offsider. I love it. He is. It's, oh, my God. It's a cop drama. It's a police procedural where they go back <laughs> to the wall and they end up solving crimes at the wall and north of the wall and just south of the wall and mm. uh, it's 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 Kit as the s- slow, you know, the thoughtful one, the thinker, you know, the careful action, and then Tormund as the, well, let's just go in and beat them up for the information. That's what it's going to be. <laughs> totally. But what are we talking about? What are we talking? We've just launched into the conversation without explaining why we're here. We had already planned to podcast, and then today, as we record this, the news came out. And I only saw it because I was perusing Twitter and I saw my dear friend here, Stuart Late, retweet something about, oh, this is not a very good idea for a story. And I clicked on the link and it was Jon Snow sequel series. <laughs> and I immediately fainted. And then I was slightly <laughs> outraged that Stu would tweet something like, oh, this is not really the best idea for a series, when it is clearly the greatest idea mm-hmm. for a Game of Thrones <laughs> spin-off series. Well, look, I mean, we can talk about that. I, I like, like I said, this is the, this is the best vehicle for more torment content. So that's right. I, I am on you, board. Don't get me wrong. You have to be on board, Stu, or I think our friendship might have to end. Like that is well, the is level true. of dedication <laughs> that's, that I that's have. The depth of feeling. I, I yeah. do think that if you're talking purely from a storytelling potential perspective of a sequel series to Game of Thrones, surely Arya's, sto- Arya's story is more ripe for story. Uh, that's all. I mean, you, get to, you get to see parts of the world that you haven't really gotten involved with. Like, you know, I don't know. I, I guess they, they want to keep it in the Seven Kingdoms. That seems to be very clear. One of the criticisms that I read, which actually made me laugh about you know, the final of Game of Thrones and the finale and the wrap-up and, you know, a lot of people were disappointed and that's everyone's right, that's fine. But one of the (laughs) pieces of criticism, which is so Arya decides to go west, she goes what's west of Westeros Mm. and she goes off on her big adventure. So we assume that she's like Odysseus, travelling the seas, not particularly in a rush to get home, but, in in, you know, having adventures. But someone pointed out (laughs) Bran can see everything. So surely he could just go, well, Arya, you'll first come to the island of, you know, blah, 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 and then you'll come to blah, blah, blah. And then you'll meet the one-eyed wizard kings of blah, blah, blah. 
and then you'll get trapped by the sexy lady doom goddesses of the blah blah. Surely Bran can use does his wizard still, powers. D- does he still have his future seeing powers? Well, there was no mention that he didn't have them anymore. Wasn't it the whole reason he got elected king because he was basically a massive database of everything that had ever happened? <laughs> well, well he, he he has everything that's he, ever happened. He's, he's Google. Does he have future sight though? That, that's that's my question. Even if he doesn't have future sight, surely he could go into the past and look at places beyond the well, sea. That's true. Like, Yes, he's like, yeah, there's an island here, there's an island here. I can go over here and look. Anyway, so, I I mean, look, I'm not averse to an Aya series at all, of course, but I am very interested in abs, and I think that must be the prime directive, which is the let's not interfere with the process of abs. Um, (laughs) (laughs) This is a weird shorthand that I have for my love of Jon Snow is just hashtag abs. (laughs) You never even see his abs. He's in bear furs all the time, apart from when he was dead that time. But yes, so so this is the idea that there is going to be a Game of Thrones spin-off series featuring Jon Snow in his post, you know, Daenerys Targaryen, post White Walkers world. And I think there is a lot of potential for this because I think you've got he's he never really grappled with the fact that he's Aemon Targaryen. So they could get Bran back into it. They could get you know, you, you might have see him over the course of a series or two become the king, after all, of Westeros. Well, I definitely I definitely feel like he wouldn't stay north of the wall for long. No. Like, he, he, he would definitely be, be coming south and, and doing something. You know, you could, you could see how well he gets on with Sansa still. She's queen in the north, you know. Could he, do they have a fight? You know, she can be a bit prickly. So, you know, there's, I, I think there's still potential to do something. And I do think, I don't know if you tweeted this or if somebody else did, uh, I've forgotten the source of it, which is, is this a sly way to rewrite the end of series eight? Is it a way to kind of slightly <laughs> adjust some of the the devastating wrongs that were visited upon fans by the writers of uh, of season eight? That, that is true. But I, I do wonder if, does that then monkey pour on you? Like, do you get something potentially even worse than what we got? Like, there's no guarantee it's going to be better, is all I'm saying. But if you take it away and you add, you know, just because the White Walkers are gone, you know, there might still be children of the forest there. There might be something else, you know. There might be other creatures, weird things. Well, I think what's what's really promising is the fact that it seems like George R. R. Martin is relatively closely involved with this. That that's certainly oh, the the impression that I get. I, th- I think I read this. I'm, I was reading this in the in the Hollywood Reporter article. He's heavily involved in with HBO in developing a lot of these. So how that sort of plays out, I'm not sure. But he definitely seems to be more involved than he was towards the end of of Game of Thrones. Mm. And it's it's there's like seven spin-off series or prequel, sequel, various there's, Game of Thrones related nine. series. With, with with this one, there's nine, right? What? So it's it's very it's very strange. We'll run through them. So there's House of the Dragon, <laughs> which is happening. Yes, and like two <coughs> right. months away. We're two months away. I'm so excited. It's, it's coming. It's coming. I'm very excited. So there's there's House of the Dragon. There's this untitled Jon Snow project. Let, um, let's just call it that. The untitled Jon Snow project. The untitled Jon Snow project. Mm. Um there is 10,000 Ships, a.k.a. Nymeria, which is happening in some form. There's another one, one called There's another one called Nine Voyages or The Sea Snake and the Duncan Egg stories, right? So that's three more. There's also three different animated prequel projects at animated. various levels. Of, yes, yes, three different animated shows, including one called The Golden Empire, which is set in Yi which is like fantasy China in Westeros. So wait, do we are they like serious animated or are they 
like yes you- yes yes so so there's at least three animated game of thrones shows in early stages of development so we'll have to recap them oh, of course if they go- so so this <laughs> is potentially nine separate game of thrones shows so we we were we were sad when game of thrones <laughs> ended we were like oh what are we going to do now natalie we've got plenty to do there's so yes. much Game of Thrones content coming. Stu, you're, gonna, you're, just, you're never getting away from me, Stu. Nor would I want to, as, as this, this is, podcast has proved. <laughs> this is some sort of uh, blood bond that we've somehow signed. Uh, <laughs> we've, all, we've all sworn the, the podcasting oath. That's right, that we are the watchers on the wall. Yeah. And, uh, and now my are, podcast begins. <laughs> begins, that's right, and will never end. <laughs> the, the night is dark and full of Game of Thrones content. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the night is dark and full of prequels. Oh, that is delightful. How delightful. I mean, I don't, obviously we've got House of the Dragon, which I still don't know how many episodes, but I'm, I'm going with 10 because that's what Game of Thrones is. I assume it's like was. a 10-episode HBO series, yeah. But it might be eight. Who knows? But I can't imagine them, them you know, signing it for any less than six at a pinch. But, mm. yeah, I imagine it's eight to ten. So that that takes, you know, 2022. That gives us some lovely stuff. But if we can get something else in 2023, gosh. <laughs> well, I wouldn't I wouldn't count on seeing many of these before sort of 2024, 25, but oh, ruin plenty my to do before then. I sort of flagged this on Twitter, but, you know, I think that Jon Snow, what he probably needs is, you know, someone to <laughs> tend to his broken heart, you know, someone to sure. mop his brow and comb out his beautiful luscious curls and you know, stroke his stroke his bare fur and um yeah. and also clean clean off his clothes. Uh, hey. Absolutely, um, and, and, and Tormund, just, Tormund is right there, Natalie. He is right there, but in case Tormund is too much of a man for even Jon Snow to handle, I'd like to volunteer <laughs> as tribute, and I I think I could do a good job um, in a bear skin, just hanging around the place, going. Hello, John. Would you like some nice hot soup, John? No, no, no. You just do whatever. I'll just watch you from over here. No, I don't want to get involved. Thanks very much. I, I you know, busted ankle. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm just happy to, I'm just content to sit and watch. Oh, you, you need to go away, do you? Oh, that's sad. All right, I'll come with you then. I've got to keep an eye on you, John Snow. Uh, I don't trust all these other wildling women. <laughs> I know your history. Uh, but, yes, I'm very <laughs> excited. I just couldn't believe that I didn't see this. Uh, straight away when it popped up I'm normally somehow I normally like get tagged a million times and I said to Stu you didn't tag me how come you didn't tag me he's like I just assumed that you would know <laughs> like automatically I, mean, you know, like, I, I just assumed you would have like, sensed it like a disturbance in the force <laughs> hang on there's some new Game of Thrones content well House of the Dragon is coming up we haven't had another teaser yet have we I keep seeing because my f- no algorithms- they, they had that big flurry of of teasers and, and posters and things yes. and that's all sort of settled down now. I expect it to ramp up again as we get a bit closer to August. Yes, within the next couple of weeks I, I imagine we'll get another um, good trailer. I do love because of the way the algorithms work on my YouTube, I get fed all of these fan sites or fan channels. <laughs> yes making content and they're like house of the dragon this and that and the way that they do their thumbnails and their headlines makes it sound like the series is out and they're doing recaps it's they're yes. so clever <laughs> it's like house of the dragon prophecy comes true and it's like what, what are you talking about i haven't watched them yet because <laughs> i don't want to spoil myself too much you know i want to stay kind of fresh like fresh out of the packet for recaps on yeah. I want to give everybody my best self. You know, I want to. I don't want to be thinking and planning. I just want to be in the moment, reacting. 
So, um, so yes, that was my very happy news because out of all the characters who made it out of Game of Thrones, so many of them could turn up, you know, obviously if Kit Harrington, and I think it's really interesting that he would be considering this, like maybe he won't do it, maybe it won't happen. But the fact that it's gotten to the point of being reported is really interesting because he was very sentimental about the role of Jon Snow, but he also seemed to have a bit of a, like he wanted a break and wanted to do other things, but he hasn't really done Well, and he's had else. a break and I imagine he's tried to do some other things and maybe this is all he's got going on. <laughs> I, but I just, I can't understand why he hasn't done Because, you know, my theory was always that he was going to be pulled out to be the next James Bond. Uh, either he or what's his name who played Rob Stark, Richard Madden. Yes, yeah. I reckon they were probably two candidates to be James Bond, even though a lot of people are like, oh, Kit Harrington's too short. Okay, whatever. He is, but short. He is pretty short. <laughs> he's pretty short. But, I mean, he's not that short. He's like 5'7 or something, and Bond is supposed to be. He's a short king. You put him in, you put him in, I love. I do love that new phrase, the short king. Um, you, you put him in some lifts and he'll be fine. But... Then I've read recently too that apparently Idris Elba is back in talks to play James what? Bond. Yeah, that popped up on my feed somewhere. I sort of didn't really. It could have just been a random thing. It's like, oh, how old Idris is Idris Elba? Elba? He's forty nine, so he's younger okay. than Daniel no, Craig. Not, I was about to say, no, younger than Daniel Craig, and, and definitely not the oldest person to ever play James Bond. No, and I thought the thing about Idris Elba is he obviously started a lot younger than. He just looks like he was always about 40, if that makes sense. Like he, he <laughs> yes, now, yes, I know what He mean, looks yeah. like he's 40 now, and obviously when he was in The Wire or whatever, he looked like he was 40, to me anyway. He just has this very timeless look. So, yes, he could pull off a James Bond, but it's really interesting because I thought with James Bond they would go younger. They would kind of go the opposite to Daniel Craig. And I, I think they know. still will. I don't, I don't think Idris Elba is seriously in the mix anymore. No, it was just weird that it popped up on my feet again. So if that took out, yeah, I mean, I just thought that a Game of Thrones alumni would have, you know, popular profile to be someone like a James Bond. Having said mm. that, they'll probably go the route of um, uh, what's uh, who's the new Doctor? Have we talked about the new Doctor since we? I don't think we've podcasted. Shoot, yeah, well, no, no, we haven't. We haven't. We ah. haven't done. We've done a lot of emergency uh, Game of Thrones podcasts. We haven't done an emergency <laughs> Who's Raven on. It's all um, happening with because the... we're so burnt out on on Doctor Who, <laughs> which is maybe a good time, Stu, for you to update everybody on your project that you've been doing. Which oh I yes, just... well, if anyone hasn't seen over on Twitter, I'm I'm going back through <laughs> the the, the Jodie Whittaker, Chris Chibnall era from the beginning because, like, for for a lot of those episodes, I I've, I watched them once at the time and then have not watched them again. Um, yeah. So a lot of a lot of my opinions were formed. At the moment, and then I've never gone back to sort of re-evaluate them. So I'm mm. going back and re-watching them. And, you know, there's not a lot of surprises in there. Like the ones <laughs> that I liked the first time through, I like this time. And the ones that I despised uh, the first time through <laughs> uh, are still very, very bad. Orphan 55 is the worst, not only the worst episode of Doctor Who, but it's the worst episode of television, I think, that has been made in the last, like, in, in, in the 21st century. Let's go. Let's really? go that far. Uh, what about it's that so bad. Show, like, what about that terrible show, Primeval? That was really bad the whole way through. Everyone loved it. Yes, at but the time. you don't expect I... anything out of Primeval, Natalie. Like you can't. Do Doctor Who has an expectation of quality around it to a certain extent. <laughs> you know, you expect it to be baseline competent. <laughs> you know, not not the not the absolute dog's breakfast that that episode is. That episode is actually fascinating because, like they <laughs> they they obviously had so many behind the scenes issues with that episode. 
it's it's a Frankenstein creature. It's insane. Yeah, it's quite funny because we have a group chat with uh, Dan and Greg from the Smart Enough to Know Better podcast, and um, on that, and also when I speak to them individually, they'll often ask, "How is is Stu quite well? Is he okay? Like, <laughs> is, is he really okay? Like, why is he doing this? Why is he subjecting himself to this?" They seem they seem genuinely <laughs> they're concerned. Really, they're generally concerned that you might, you know, not be very well. <laughs> To be rewatching Jodie Whittaker. And look, I'm not, but you know, this isn't that. That's not the reason I'm doing this. Ah, <laughs> oh, lordy, lordy, lordy! But I think um, there was one that you um, you put up the link to the other night, and I was having a listen. Oh, it was the um, Haunting a Villa Duadati one. And yes, yeah. at the start of that podcast, I was listening to the podcast, going, "Wow, I sound really flat," and it was because I was sick, and obviously you, you had been edit sick as much. And then I was talking about how oh, I'd been in Adelaide and then I had to go down to Sydney and, you know, oh, and you were like, oh, you haven't been to Wuhan, China, have you? And I was like, no, no, it's not this coronavirus. And I was talking about 2020 has <laughs> been full of surprises so far. So it would have been literally a couple of weeks after that podcast that we got shut down. <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. I, I, think, oh, I think towards the... sweet summer children we were. Yeah. <laughs> Even then we were saying, ah, oh, this will all blow over. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. It was not fine. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so Doctor it was Who, not fine. So Doctor Who has a new Doctor who is a, 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 I don't want to sound mean when I say this, but a relative unknown. I think he's been in a Netflix show, but he's still quite a young guy, not a huge profile, which sort of tracks with a fair few of the Doctor's Who, uh, Doctor Who's. Yeah, although, although he does have like a million Instagram followers. Like he's, he's well known and, and he's... He, he, but he's well known with a younger demographic who may not yes. necessarily be Doctor Who fans, which is the well, genius yes. in casting him. Because now at least they're going to check out the first episode, you know, oh, like just course. to see what it's yeah. all about. Um, yeah. Whether they stick around for the rest is remains to be seen. But mm. you know, it's it's a very smart casting decision. And I've not seen him act in anything, uh, but the general response was very positive, and he seems to be a fairly affable genial type so looking yeah as I, as I said as I said when he was cast I, I haven't seen Sex Education which is the show that he's on That's on one, yeah. Netflix um but like many Doctor Who fans I did Google and watch a YouTube compilation clip of, of him on Sex Education um and he seems right. very, he seems very good okay and then the, also is they're filming at the moment with David Tennant they sure are. They're filming with David Tennant, and just recently they announced that. Um, uh, oh God, I've, I've forgotten his name. Um, oh, NPH. Yeah, Neil, Neil Patrick Harris is uh, is. Sorry, I've been sick. Neil Patrick Harris is <laughs> uh, going to be on the show as the villain. We're not sure exactly who he's playing. There's some suggestions he might be the master. Some people have said he's going to be the celestial toy maker, um, <laughs> which is a character that was on way back in the William Hartnell era. I mean, that would make uh, sense would, if it's sort of a Christmas. Is it it's a, Christmas it's a 60th, episode? you know, it's a it's, it's, oh, it's an anniversary 60th, okay. episode. So All I saw that it was the, apparently Russell T. Davies said, oh, he's the Doctor's greatest enemy or something like that. So he's a yeah, combination he, he of the Master, the Dalek, and a Cyberman rolled into one. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I just saw on Twitter, oh, goodness, I have Twitter on, and some, it just flicked up. And uh, someone has retweeted, the, this is just someone I follow, who's retweeted the news about the Game of Thrones spinoff about Jon Snow, just including the gif of Tommen when he, like, dove off, threw himself out the window after the temple <laughs> blew up, after Cersei blew up the um, uh, Temple of Baelor. 
Yes. Yeah, you yeah. know when Tom and just sort of like falls out the window, just flops out, just nopes out of the series. <laughs> uh, and that's just the GIF comment. I was like, that seems harsh. That seems harsh. It would. It will be better than that. So, some it, people are very done with Game of Thrones. I know, and I don't think that's fair. I mean, <sighs> Doctor hey, Who is a show loss. that's it's their loss. Doctor Who's been a show from the you know the sixties that people are still you know okay. Um, it's oh god, I've just seen another one. Someone has retweeted a picture of <laughs> for the Jon Snow thing, a picture of Matt LeBlanc in front of a neon sign saying Joey. <laughs> Do you remember there was a Joey <laughs> spinoff from Friends? <laughs> <laughs> oh god this is clearly the new this is clearly the new joke <laughs> tweet whatever dodgy spinoff it'll be golden palace next which is the um yeah less well-known spinoff of game of golden girls yeah <laughs> so yeah so doctor who has new stuff exciting stuff happening although we still have another jodie Whittaker to go this year uh what else do we cover in this uh silly podcast of pop culture what else have we got out? Uh, no, well, that's, that's basically touched on all our um, all our main tranches. Uh, we're, we're still in the middle of Robin On. Yes, Robin On continues. And uh, I had another idea, Stu, based on the fact that it's coming. Mm-hmm. Stay with me because this I don't know that you're going to like this or be at all interested. Oh, boy. No, no, no. Just wait for it. Raven Monroe, where we look at the films of Marilyn Monroe. Because I don't know if you know this, but Marilyn Monroe is kind of big again at the moment. Well, she she certainly she's, is. She's come back into popularity for I can't M- think mostly of via Kim Kardashian ruining her dress. Oh yes, well that's yes. <laughs> I don't know why they did. I'm I yeah. I, I've seen a lot of internet buzz and TikTok buzz about because uh, I'm on TikTok. If you don't know, I'm uh, I'm really on there. And um, oh, you've made getting, the plunge. You know, I have made the plunge to TikTok because I've I've tried to set one up for Act React, my arts business. So I can try and attract people to my shows by doing TikToks. And uh, I've had upwards of, you know, 30, 40 views on some of these. And, <laughs> um, you know, when you consider that someone like a Kim Kardashian will get, what, five, six, eight, ten million, I'm really on the way. I'm <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. You're nearly there. <laughs> Just a, a few little more. Uh, it is a very mystifying platform, Stu. I, I grant you that. But, um, <laughs> yes, there's a lot of people going, oh, well, I hope it's worth it that you ruined Marilyn's dress. I don't know why they did it. I don't know why they didn't just use, because she changed into a replica immediately. I don't know why you wouldn't just use the replica and go, she's wearing to, a replica. To, to say that she did, basically. Yeah. It, 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 it is a bit bizarre. But she also has very different proportions to Marilyn Monroe. She had to lose a lot of weight to get into the dress. Yeah, there was a lot of backlash but, then of, of her having, but, she, she bragged about how much weight she lost. Yeah, but Marilyn Monroe didn't have a booty like Kim Kardashian. Like the 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 style wasn't for super big, like really high pert buttocks, like Kim Kardashian has. Like Marilyn Monroe was hourglass, but she was a very she was in that in that time when she wore that dress. She was maybe like 55, 60 kilos. She was the same weight as all the other actresses that I always whinge about are always 55 kilos. That's what she was as well. (laughs) And everybody likes to think, oh, she's like, she was really curvy and she was plus size. No, she was not. She was just, she was five, six and, you know, um, petite, but curvy. Like she just wasn't like Audrey Hepburn, who was like all up and down, you know, boyish figure. Marilyn Monroe had boobs and, uh, and hips but she didn't have the big butt of a Kim Kardashian. Like that, that is no. a very modern phenomenon for, you know, white women to have like this focus on a, a, a really, you know, big booty kind of thing, the JLo influence, that sort of stuff. So it's very much kind of come into white women culture via, 
you know, African-American women and Latina women. I think I, that's from my understanding of it. It wasn't something that when I went to the gym years ago that anybody really focused on having a, a big booty, but now it's very much a an ideal shape is to have a really, look, Stu, I don't lie. I've got one. Um, I'm right there with the big booty. <laughs> it is a blessing and it is a curse. <laughs> I mean, I'm, 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 I'm heavier than I would like to be, but, uh, and I have a big butt, but the thing is, because I have done so many squats in the last couple of years, it's still relatively, you know, pert. Why am I talking yeah. about this? I don't even know. I, I don't know. I feel <laughs> we've weird. strayed very far afield from Sorry. our initial remit to talk about the Jon Snow Game of Thrones yes, series. But Marilyn Monroe films, because she is big, and they've got that Anna de Armas playing her now in a movie called Blonde. Oh, is she? You know, Anna de Armas from. Oh, that's clever. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. The, I, I'm the, well aware of her work, yes. Yes, yeah, super cute chick from No Time to Die, which yes. we still need to do, by the way. We still need to do our proper podcast on that. We do. We but do. she is playing Marilyn Monroe, which struck me as very odd because she's a very – Marilyn Monroe had, like, defined features but more soft. Anna de Armas has this, like, beautiful sculpted face, much more than Marilyn. Anyway, she's playing her in a film. And then there was a documentary about her on Netflix and I just started seeing all this stuff about, hey, Marilyn Monroe wasn't very well treated, was she? And I was like, oh, my God, I've been saying this for more than 20 years since I was a devoted Marilyn fan <laughs> in my teens, which I still am. Well, I'm look, a big you know, fan of Marilyn. There's, there's a bunch of really good Marilyn Monroe films. Um, there really are. You know, and I, I, Like the Seven, I seven love... Year Itch, Gentleman for Fair Blondes, um, you know, uh, like all, all, the, have all, you the, seen, all the classics. Have you seen The Prince and the Showgirl? I haven't. It's, no, I haven't. They made a movie called My Week with Marilyn with um, Michelle Williams from Dawson's Creek. She yeah. played Marilyn that she was a good choice for a Marilyn. And it was about the making of The Prince and the Showgirl. That film, Marilyn is so good in it. She's so funny and she's so like she's just radiant and beautiful. And it's it's a really funny film. And I would love to get your opinion as someone who's not and there's a few Marilyn films that I haven't seen. Like I haven't seen Niagara. And I haven't seen, oh, gosh, there's a couple anyway. And I thought that could be kind of film to take, not all of her films, but to take a, you know, similar to Robin On, take maybe eight to ten and just kind of have a look at the famous ones and actually, you know, rather than this sort of weird idea of Marilyn that you just sort of get through pop culture, go, oh, what is she like and what are her strengths and that sort of thing. Anyway, so I just thought that could be fun because it's, you know, Raven Mon Row, like Raven On, (laughs) Raven Pond. See, I'm just, I'm clutching at straws, Stu. How can we milk this? All of our subsection uh, podcasting <laughs> should be based entirely on, on the pun name. Yeah. <laughs> because we're serious pop culture We're critics, serious pop Stu. culture podcasters. <laughs> if there's no pun, is there a point to podcasting? That's it. I ask you. Anyway, well, thank you so much for listening to this emergency Game of Thrones news, which turned into a general update. We will be back with more Robin on very soon. So until then, winter well, is coming. It, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, what's I was, was going to say, well, well, maybe. Maybe winter is coming again. Maybe Torment. Maybe Torment is coming again. Torment coming. Oh, my God. They could bring Brienne back and Torment could Brienne finally. Could be, Brienne could be, oh, yes. We could finally. We finally get the big girl, the big lady. Tormien. Tormien could happen. Tormien could happen finally. <laughs> that will make all of our lives immediately better. <laughs> That will make all of season eight go away. Uh, Well, call sign notwithstanding, we will see you next time for more Raven On. Bye.